Sup, y'all. Sup, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I am your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Katie. Oh, look at Katie trying to switch <laughs> it up on us as if she hasn't given me shit for the last two. I don't give you shit. I just get caught off guard. So this time I thought I'd like... Well, guys, I mean, new. listen, that's Katie. And mm-hmm. and this girl right here is Christy. And it's apparently, I don't know if anyone can hear this, but it, apparently it's it's approximately move the furniture upstairs o'clock. Yeah, um, we're recording at Christy's house today, so it's um, not our usual sounds. My house sounds like a cavern, and Christy sounds like a squeaky rocking chair from the neighbor upstairs. Yeah, so bear with us. Yep, just our typical, typical technical struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of technical struggles, it's probably important um, to note why... Yeah. Why we sound the way that we do right now, our tone really mm. is a little uh, sullen. It's our second go around at this very episode. Um, we know that that's, I know it's like a common thing for podcasters to always be like, yeah, I've tried to record this like four <laughs> times or whatever. And no one cares. No one cares. But this one was worse because we didn't know until the next day. And we, you know, we had no idea. We we just had no idea. So. Well, we spent it was like an hour and a half long recording. Here's what I will say though. I think it. I was just saying this before we started this very recording that I think it was a blessing in disguise. I didn't feel good about that one. We really have no choice but to look at it that way. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. And here we are again, giving this Fresh. another shot. So today, we are talking about spirituality and all things that kind of encompass it in terms of what that means to each of us how we've used it to evolve what role it plays in our lives where it began all of that stuff um we were really inspired by the episode that we did with casey ray a few weeks ago who's an intuitive psychic medium it was such a great episode and it seemed like you guys loved it as well as much as we did so you know we wanted to kind of dive more into that aspect of ourselves and let you guys get to know us on a deeper level in terms of what what our real beliefs are, how we feel, um, yeah, and why we feel them. Well, I think I think another important reason that I want to put out there is that not only, again, it's not just so that we can talk about ourselves, but I think that hearing about our spiritual journey may hopefully help anybody out there who is struggling or Mm -hmm. you know feeling very lost or just starting out on their journey and still figuring it out themselves because we are also those people and I think that hearing other people talk about their trials and tribulations throughout this process is helpful it just makes you feel not so alone and that's what we're trying to do is is help everyone feel included or you know anyone who may feel rejected or outcasted and I think spirituality is a topic that is I don't want to say taboo but it it hasn't gotten the mainstream recognition that organized religion has no I mean I think it's starting to I think people are definitely getting more quote-unquote spiritual but I think it's kind of like we've talked about with the wellness industry where it's like a whitewashed version of spirituality I don't I don't know there's a lot of people talking about what it really means to them and We also, I want to put out a little disclaimer that this episode is about strictly spirituality. Christy and I aren't religious people. Neither of us belong to a specific religion or practice a specific religion. We've created our own system of beliefs individually that are now, you know, that create our spirituality. And 
it's unique to everyone it's different for everyone and this is just our experiences and we have kind of a like take what you want leave what you don't approach to religion and spirituality and um we're going to kind of explore that today so um i mean to hop on in what yeah i do you want to do want to give your definition kind of first of like what is spirituality to you so spirituality to me is well it's something that i'm still getting to know so so i may have um some long drawn out thought processes here because i haven't really gotten a firm handle on it quite yet but for the most part i would say my spirituality is tied into my journey of getting to know myself as well and i as far as like unseen forces because i think that whatever type of unseen force whatever that may be to you whether it's god the universe anything they all come in different forms or different names but i think that there is a higher power of some kind and i do think that the events in our lives are um, all tied into each other and we are just kind of being led on a string, so to speak, to our purpose, whatever our purpose may be. I feel like that is the goal in life is to either fulfill one general larger purpose or several smaller ones, but a purpose nonetheless. And I, I mean, I think that's the most concise way I can really define it for me, uh, for myself. And you say, I mean, you the, the higher power that I've heard you refer to is the universe is that what you would yeah. call it because um, i'm sure we're going to reference it in this episode so i want people to have an understanding of what we're what we're talking about honestly i feel like even in the mo- like up until very very recently i don't know that i like that may be changing as well like i don't really know that i have a name for it yet okay. it, it, i think that the universe still feels a little i don't not pigeonholed but sort of pigeonholed like i i heard somebody refer to it as like your source or like a Mm -hmm. source yeah and I think that is more applicable for me as far as just giving it a name yeah because I think the universe still feels um (laughs) infinitely finite does that make sense Mm -hmm. like I think the term the universe makes it still feel like it's just kind of like a finite designated thing as opposed to like this yeah and I think and that's why I think it's important to know like to explain where you're coming from and where I'm coming from because even the words that we use we have different definitions for you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so like I do say the universe but I don't mean the physical universe Mm -hmm. when I call the universe I mean all things so like all all of it of every single inanimate object to humans to plants to everything and within other systems and their solar systems and planets that we don't even fucking know about Mm -hmm. to me it's everything and anything so when I'm referring to, like, in this episode, I probably will say the universe, and that's what I mean. I don't think that I'm, like, that, like, aliens are, like, mm-hmm. controlling. I don't know what – but to me, it's everything and anything, and I think that, um, you know, to quote – I tried this on the last time, I'll do it again <laughs> – to quote Pocahontas, you know, um, every rock and tree and creature has a life, has a spirit, has a name, and that's exactly what I think. And I think that ag- – I agree uh, that everyone is here for a purpose – I think that, like we mentioned on the episode with Casey, which is important because I don't know that everyone feels this way, although I think that you are here with a purpose, I don't think that everyone will fulfill it, and I don't think that the path is necessarily, it's set out for you, but you're not always going to take it. 
And that kind of spirals into where I think that you come back to this planet and live another life repeatedly over and over until you do fulfill your soul purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just what I think after, you know, however many years of pondering on it. But um, yeah, so I think those are our, you know, our spirituality gists. Um, Yeah, I think that it's it's one of those things just to go back to um, Pocahontas's quote. (laughs) Um, It makes me wonder because I did you know, as we were trying to prepare for the episode, we were trying to kind of reflect on when our spiritual journeys started. Mm -hmm. And what does that even mean, our spiritual journey? Like when we started to believe in a higher power, when we started to actually be cognizant of our existence on the earth, you know, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. So as we are going back in time, I'm trying to even think and wonder in this very moment if this has anything to do with, you know, what was meant to happen in my process is that from a very, very young age, I not only identified with Pocahontas because she was the closest thing to an Asian Disney princess that there was before Mulan, Mm -hmm. but I truly did feel like everything had a soul, like a spirit and a name and down to the, this is like such a deep cut memory for me, which like maybe exposing myself, but it's my truth. But I was very much in love with having stuffed animals when I, I was younger. I knew you were going to say this, and I did the exact same thing. Yeah. I know what I think you're we've talked say. about it. Maybe, because I feel either, either I'm picking up on your literal channels, or <laughs> we have had this conversation. So, yeah, I was um, obsessed with stuffed animals and having them, and, you know, hence my career today. But mm-hmm. um, also, I was worried about them going hungry. Mm-hmm. So I would leave little breadcrumbs for them in their little stuffed animal mouths so that they would just always, in case they needed it. No, yeah, they listen, would, you they would have prepared. sustenance. So, yeah. and my mom, like, thank God, like, I'm, I'm very grateful that she just allowed that to play itself out, and I feel good about it. And to this day, I mean, who knows? They, say, I, they may still be sucking on that breadcrumb. <laughs> I felt the same way. I was really nervous that, like, certain stuffed animals would get their feelings hurt mm-hmm. if I didn't choose mm-hmm. them, you know, yeah. or like, so I slept with all of them. Like it was never one. I never played that game, you know? And then when Toy Story came out, I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I was like, yup, this is exactly what happens when I leave. I yeah. knew it. And then I got myself a Woody doll and was really like, like yes. would always like out of the corner of my eye. I was like, are you alive? Do something. I yeah. Like, Say something. Woody. You're listening. Um, But no, I agree. I think I thought the same thing. Um, I always felt that way. And I think a lot of that has to do with partially, for sure, Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, I also, like little fun fact, um, have been known to see a few dead people here and there. Oh, right. And that is what made me start thinking like, um, so I think souls are real. Turns out, I think that there is something to this whole soul thing. I still think that I still feel like trees and plants have souls. Like, I really... They say you can hear them screaming. Like, when, they, when they're when they cut. Did you know that? That's horrific. No. It really is. Screaming. Even, like, vegetables, plants, everything. We don't hear it because it turns out we only hear, like, 3% of sounds. It's a... Same deal with we only see, like, 5% of colors. And we only use, like, 10% of our brain. Correct. The other part of our brain would probably be able to see and mm-hmm. hear all those things. We can't. And that... We don't hear the screams of plants, but they're there. <laughs> Uh, they're actually recorded them. You can Google them and, and oh play them. Oh, my God. Um, it's horrifying. Screams of plants. Yeah. And I'm vegetarian, and now i got to worry about killing the plants. It's a thing. Well, I mean, I've actually, not to derail, but just for, like, a minor derailment, I 
when you and I were having like our developing vegetarianism, veganism, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you are still vegetarian, but I Mm -hmm. have since fallen off the wagon. But it was one thing that dare I not argue with a very hardcore believing vegan or vegetarian that, listen, as somebody who works in the veterinary field, I... I am conflicted every single day with myself when it comes to my morals with animals and eating them and whatever. Mm -hmm. But one could argue, you know, who's to say just because you can't, like just because a plant is not a sentient sentient creature that they also don't scream and feel things. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. So just put that in your pipe and smoke it for well, now I, I am, and now I'm now I have issues. Now <laughs> what am I gonna? It, now I'm not gonna eat. Well, so, we but we do have to smoke plants, so literally put it in your pipe, and smoke it, and hear them scream, and take that with you on your journey. Cool. All right. So, anyways, um, so well, enough of like ve- like vegetarian chicken. Sorry. Um, so, I mean, without going too much into it, I only have to kind of say this because it is really tied into like my foundational beliefs about spirituality in my formative years as a kid. I was raised Irish Catholic. Everyone in my family is Irish Catholic. I did the, uh, the thing. At <laughs> nine years old, I realized that um, it didn't – what was happening didn't make sense to me. I had a really close family member pass away, and the things that people were telling me to, like, take comfort in God and knowing that he was in heaven and all that stuff – I, number one, it didn't sound right to me because with everyone telling me that my uncle was in heaven, I also know that things that my uncle did, not that he was like a criminal or anything, he was just like a regular human being who made mistakes, mm-hmm. um, that you also said that if you did anything, you would go to hell. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you're sure that he's definitely in heaven. It right. just didn't make any sense to me. And I started like that was the main thing was the I guess because I was raised Catholic the fear-based information of trying to scare you into being good never sat right with me and I I just didn't I didn't believe that if there was a God or this all-loving being then why would he punish people that just didn't make any sense to me like it, it wasn't lining up and around that same time was when I started having ideas about what I believed was the universe and what I believe was my own form of spirituality and I started having like a theory that basically the universe kind of just went on and on and with each you know as it continued on and got bigger and bigger and bigger it just never ended and that everything in it was connected to each other and that when you die that's where you go out into space not in this like quote-unquote heaven um and a lot of that was because I, the ghosts and things that I've seen and experienced as a kid, my mom saw them, I saw them with other people a million times, still do to this day. I, I could, I saw spirits and was like, well, clearly they're not in heaven. Like, clearly they're, you can be dead and still your soul or spirit be somewhere else. So that kind of tipped it off for me and started my quest into the spirituality of the sense of like this, the study of the soul and the energy I call it, you know, you can call it the soul, the energy of your body. Like, that's what I started studying was the power of people, the power of the universe, not the power of some, um, of a, a white like, man. Like a figure, <laughs> just like a figure in the sky. I just couldn't, so, I couldn't get, get behind that. Right. So the words and the actions just weren't matching and, and making stories, sense. And the stories, yeah, logically, it made no sense to me. Like, the stories in the Bible are extremely fantastical. Like, 
I was taught to be so logical and I was one of those kids who was always asking why. I think I brought that up on here before and I'm still like that. And if you can't give me an answer, I'm going to create my own theory. And um, I just never felt it was between the hate, you know, the hate of it all, like hate, like shaming people, making people afraid, not welcoming gay people. You know what I mean? All of it was just too much for me. And um so yeah, I started coming up with my own theories probably around 9 and 10 and I just kept on trucking. Yeah. I can't even I can't even imagine even being somewhat cognizant of that cuz you know, I I did not grow up in a religious house. We went to like a non-denominational church basically. It, it just felt I I couldn't even tell you what any of the sermons were just like going through the motions yeah I don't I have no I think it really was also my parents way of just doing the social norm it wasn't Mm -hmm. because they truly believed in anything either it was just something that was already woven into society to be like yeah you believe in God and then you tell your children to believe in God and you don't really give them any context or at least they didn't give me any context it's just like yeah he lives in the sky and like that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. there was nothing else no purpose nothing so I just kind of on autopilot was like okay sure blindly quote unquote believing in something um and then I think as I got a little bit older and started meeting new people going to hardcore shows and stuff like you meet all different types of people um but that was like in my late high school like senior year to early 20s whatever and I would hear people use the word agnostic Mm -hmm. um to describe their beliefs and I think I adapted and related to that idea more where I wasn't denying that there was a higher power of some kind. I I don't think that I felt like it was just humans on earth or that we were just here for no reason. But as far as like any reason why or any type of theory or any type of other name for it, I had no idea. I mm-hmm. just didn't believe in God because it, it didn't make sense to me either really, um, just the concept yeah. of it. And... And, you know, as I've gotten older now in my, like, very, very recent years, um, I've just, like, started re-questioning that and if God exists. And it it just says a lot about the progression of the journey because I went a very long time boldly not believing in God and almost, you know, admittedly um, judging people for believing in God or, um, you know, just having opinions about that that were so uninformed and... I don't blame myself for it. I think that I was just naive and ignorant at the time, but it is interesting to now in my early 30s, getting to know myself a little bit more, getting in touch with my spirituality a little more, you know, taking a step back and saying, maybe, I mean, I'm just kind of reforming my idea of God. So it's not so black and white as it seemed back then. Yeah, I think that like back then, I feel like there was – you know, we've talked about before, like when we've gone through grief and stuff and we I saw a lot of people turn to religion to get through that. And I was I remember saying at the time, like I was really proud of us for not doing that and not like caving and pretending to believe in something that we don't in our souls just to make us feel better. If you truly believe that, then by all means. But we didn't. And I know a lot of people that we know that did not, but they started pretending to because the grief was too hard for them. And I understand that 110 percent. But I also, I didn't feel the need because I knew that he, he was going to carry on, you know, that I know that it doesn't end there. So I wasn't as worried about it. But um, it does tie into, for me, 
anyway, I guess specifically, like, the spirituality of it all and the going to, like, psychics, mediums, healers, all of those things, like, what you want to say, let's say source, universe, whatever you want to call it, those are all channels to bring that information to us, like, meditation, prayer, all of the things. I think it's, from my point of view, I think it's all the same thing. I think we're all talking to the same person. We all just have it, or being, or power, whatever, um, and that's why some people are like, well, no, but my religion works because I prayed on this person and it and it helped them. And another person's like, well, I meditated on it and I sent them positive love and positive thoughts and that worked. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same thing. You're yeah. sending, in my belief, you're sending your energy and your positive energy to somebody else the same way that a Reiki healer does when they're practicing on you. And I think that that is understanding that, like, the power lies within us. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe why it is easier to start discovering our own spirituality because we're not like caving to somebody else's rules like we're making our own so as opposed to growing up of course like you want to be defiant and you're like fuck you I'm not believing your bullshit religion and following your rules but now knowing that we don't actually have to adopt to somebody else's religion and buy in blindly we can be like well no I, I hear you out and some of that stuff I agree with and I'm gonna take that with me but I don't buy into all the other things and the fear mongering and maybe the negativity that goes along with some of the religious and spiritual groups. Yeah. I think it all, it all depends on how you perceive it in your mind and interpret what it, what your spirituality or belief system means to you. I think, you know, for us ultimately, well, I'll speak for myself, but ultimately my goal while on this earth is to make the most out of this life that I have, make the most out of all of my relationships. And really the thing that I feel fulfilled about is, you know, making those relationships really deep and meaningful and, you know, giving back and being compassionate and empathetic and all of the things with the least amount of stress and anxiety as possible and I think fulfillment comes in in there too in all aspects but but ultimately just feeling like a fulfilled person things that just make me feel good and like I have a purpose like like Mm -hmm. like I came here for a reason I I want to fulfill that purpose why would I waste this life being unhappy or feeling content being lost and just glazing over and putting band-aids on everything so I think it all just depends on how you view your time here. And if that means that, you know, you want to believe in religion and interpret that however you may to make a good life for yourself, sure. Um, I genuinely think that with spirituality, it does give you that, you know, a little bit of leeway, a little bit of opportunity to explore outside of these you know, these designated lines of organized religion, you mm-hmm. know, so it does, it's much bigger than that. Yeah. But yeah, I think just going back to your point also about the intuitives, the mediums, the psychics, tarot cards, all of, all of those resources, they are, they are channels. They are not necessarily some type of instruction manual. It's, it's a way for you to actually just communicate and get in touch with that source as opposed to relying on it to just tell you what to do do yeah I think that the I I know that a lot of religions say this too in my um what I believe is that like the higher power that you're connecting to whatever you call that is in you 
it's in all of us. It's what, if you believe in God, you believe that you're one of his children, it's the same thing. You are part of them. You're part of this power. So when you are going to like a healer or when I'm going to like a tarot card reader, a psychic, a medium, anything, um, granted, mediums are connecting with actual spirits and getting messages, which everyone can do. I'm not there yet. I can't do that intentionally. Um, but I think a lot of times like you're going there to get the answers and what's really happening is you're giving yourself the answers. You already know them, but like the logic, the shadow, everything in your brain makes it so hard to hear your intuition and to know the truth and to know the answer and that's the thing is like we our spirituality comes from within you know like this is our spirituality is us getting to know ourselves is getting to know spirituality because it's the same thing um and you can't I don't think you can have one without the other. I don't think that you can be a very spiritual person who's disconnected from yourself. And I don't think you're somebody, you can know yourself if you don't know what your soul believes to be true. Like that doesn't mean that you have to believe that there's a God. But if you, if you, let's say, were raised in, raised in a religious home and you therefore are like, yeah, that's what I believe. That's what I've always believed. That's who I am. I go to this church, whatever. Um, but you've never actually sat down to think like, does this actually align with my soul? Like, does, does this religion actually match up with my personal beliefs and what I feel in my gut to be right? And that's the conversation worth getting to know is like, anyone can join a religion, but to find out what your soul believes is such a specific individual journey. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that you and I you know, are, are on, we've been on. And even though I started earlier, I still feel like a beginner. I don't know that anyone is ever on a spiritual journey that you're like, unless you're like the Dalai Lama, that you're like, I've done it. You know, like I have reached no, the point. There's levels to it though. Um, but I think that you can just become more in tune, wise than others, but it takes time. And that timeline is different for everybody. Um, I think that ultimately our time here it's not necessarily that everything happens for a reason it's more so that every move that we make every step that we take (laughs) truly leads to whatever is meant to happen next and it's down to even your routine in your home you know like I think that everything it happens in the order you think well okay I'm about to go off on free will because I'm like do we have free will you think that you're making the choice to do this next step but I don't really know that you are but before I digress into like what my beliefs actually are I wanted to um kind of reel it back in and then start um kind of just giving an idea of what the process was like for us to get to this point because yes I think that you have been more in tune for longer than I have I think that my personal spiritual journey or awakening really started two years ago and it so when I'm actually thinking back on it it makes a lot of sense as to why I lived my life the way that I did for so long just asleep so to speak um and so first but I wanted to get into you for just the audience's sake of you know I guess the evolution of that, what type of things started to make more sense with, you know, signs that you were seeing and and then the chain of events or kind of just like walking through from your start to here and what it means for you to get to know yourself and what it means for you moving forward and just 
making your life decisions? It's a lot. Um, so I guess the Cliff Notes version is that I, like I said, started getting into my theories about the universe at like 9 and 10 and stopped believing in Catholicism and Christianity in general, much to the dismay of my parents to this very day. Um, I started trying to contact the spiritual realm intentionally a lot and doing, you know, I was holding seances by the time I, I don't know, 10 or 11 and I just kept, never stopped. Well, that's not true. I don't do them anymore for good reason. <laughs> um, so it kind of kept going and I kind of was just messing in that spiritual realm, but not taking it seriously, not really listening. I listened to my intuition, but not as a sense of like, though, this is a wisdom within me. It, I just kind of, I just did it and I never really thought much about it. I was just like, no, that doesn't feel right to me. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then um, when, so the guy, Ian, that I was dating that passed away, his mom and I got very close when he passed and she is very spiritual. She's the one who introduced me to crystals and all of that and the power of the mind and positive thinking and the power of the soul and how it connects to everything and appreciating everything and it really expanded my mind and I just started reading a lot of books about it and getting more and more interested and then adapting any and every tool that I can use to learn more about it get closer to it you name it I've done it I mean I and if I haven't I'm going to Mm -hmm. in the next few months like it's I'm kind of an explorer in the spiritual space and I love to read other people's cards I've read your cards a million times like that is my um and my journey now is you know so all of this time it's been creating what I believe like what my rules are to my religion Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that and I've crafted them and to be honest what my rules are don't really matter because everyone's rules are different But I've created what I think is like a good moral standing, what is not acceptable, what is, what happens to us afterwards, all of those things. And now I'm at a point where the the spiritual interactions that I've had my whole life with ghosts, with um, guides, all sorts of things, I'm now trying to understand how to really use them and like level up. I'm on the next level of spirituality where now I want to understand astral projection, which is something I think I've been doing my whole life, turns out. Um, connecting with my guides, connecting with ancestors, all of that is where I'm headed now. That's Mm -hmm. where I'm at and where I'm going and hopefully we'll get better at it. And I'm reading, I'm literally reading books about it right now. So Mm -hmm. hopefully, um, yeah. I mean, that was a really good explanation for a loaded question. Thank you. I, I was, yeah, I, I definitely, I've been on the journey with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so this is, I can attest that Katie is telling the truth. That yeah, she please has, say that I really, that you've been there. Like I'm not, I'm, I promise, I swear to God, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I know that is, that there are a lot of skeptics out there. And because this type of subject matter, as far as like ghosts, mediums, all of our spiritual realm, realm uh, resources, I, I know that to the average Joe Schmo, how ridiculous certain things sound, but regardless of how ridiculous that may sound to you, there are certain things that in my, you know, in my past, I've also thought sounded ridiculous. But as I've grown, I've realized that not only is everyone entitled to their own beliefs, but also I don't know everything. Mm, The ego. Well, your ego sheds the older you get. So we just keep losing more and more of that ego to be like, well, maybe they are right. Well, or yeah, exactly. Like who's to say that they are right or that I am right and they are wrong. And we spend, then we start spending a lot of time trying to prove that point as opposed to actually just coming together and connecting in some way. But, um, 
but yeah, I, I think that Katie has had multiple experiences. I've been there with her. I've experimented in going to psychic mediums with her. She's the one who introduced me to different ones that, you know, how to feel um, comfortable going to them. It's almost kind of like finding a therapist. You want to you want to get a yeah, reputable they're not person. All, there's some that are incredibly gifted and there's others that really are like we said in our last episode like miscleoing mm-hmm. you to death and scamming you. Yeah, so we've we've really taken the time to vet our resources and to um I at least for me when I started going, I was very open to it. I wasn't necessarily a full-on believer like oh my gosh I I can't wait for them to tell me everything that's going to happen in my future and then take all of that um to heart it it really was interesting to see what my readings would say how I could relate them to things that were so prevalent in my life at that point that you know although it was um open for my interpretation whatever they would tell me it was super helpful to give me perspective clarity Mm -hmm. just any type of guidance in a time of crisis because that's when we learn the most is when we are unfortunately faced with a very dark time and with that it um teaches us what we're capable of and all of those self-esteem building qualities well what do you think kicked yours off two years ago like what was the tipping point that was that kind of led you to more of an awakening of even going on to this journey it honestly looking back it hit me right in the face fell right into my Saturn return you would just turn 30 I yeah it it was that was the beginning but I still wasn't paying attention until after um like my actual breakup with an ex but yeah it was two years ago that I feel like I was just starting to wake up from that nap that long lifelong nap that I was taking um because I like I said before I've spent my life very passive in my beliefs I really didn't have any firm beliefs I was not I was just on autopilot up until two years ago for the most most part people are yeah and I think well here's to say it's not that I just like led a reckless life or anything because I think that there were definitely major major hardships that I went through that I did learn from that I did get out of that at the time I didn't know what the greater purpose of them was Mm -hmm. I think down here on earth when I was going through them yes they had all of these important life lessons that helped take me to the next stage in my life but when we're looking at a much more like a a macrocosm if you will of my life I think that it was a chain of events that was supposed to happen the way that it did Mm -hmm. and I was supposed to go through these experiences and the universe will say I think was kind of just giving me tests here and there to see, you know, are you going to make the right decision for yourself? And, you know, with all of that being said, like it wasn't from a spiritual sense, but I did learn and take and grow from all of that. But, you know, with 2020 hitting, I think that the whole entire world went through a very profound change and I think a lot of people were starting to relook at their spirituality um but because everything does feel when you're going through it it feels so unique to you I had just gotten out of a really tumultuous relationship and although it would only lasted a year and a half it was extremely toxic and when I got out of that it was so it just shook me up there were a lot of things that shook me up one thing after the other from that breakup And then I had some time to kind of regroup and then I started to kind of 
dabble my, you know, dip my toe in the dating pool. And there were things that occurred there. And throughout the last two years with this awakening that I've had, it, it's, it wasn't like a one, it wasn't like a moment. It was like several moments. I, I was talking to my therapist and she actually had said to me that, you know, right now, maybe take a look at your purpose. Think mm-hmm. about what your purpose is. And she had never asked me that before. We had never talked about that before. We never used the word purpose. So it was kind of like your purpose being the catalyst into pushing you into like starting to learn about yourself, aka get spiritual. Yes. And even when she said that to me, it did not register at all because I still brushed it off like, okay, well, my purpose. So I'm a veterinary surgeon. I'm a surgery tech, a veterinary surgery tech. And I only thought of it in those one dimensional Mm -hmm. terms like I only thought like okay so my career like what is my purpose here what am I meant to do am I supposed to be charitable and that's that's as far as it got and the more that things started to come up for me as far as just stumbling upon different resources like this one um podcast by uh I've my boy Jerry Jerry Flowers um is that really his last name swear to god okay he is based out of uh houston texas and he i believe is christian and he's probably around our age um but he he does these sermons i guess you could call them of you know just learning about yourself but with the context of christianity and the way that he educates and informs and preaches is so it's just generally very humble it's very realistic i believe it really combines the idea of in his case um religion and christianity to becoming a better person and finding your calling and leaving all of those toxic things behind quote unquote the devil and all of these things that are just it's i mean it's like it's so good to me like it's just Finding that podcast at that time was unbelievable. And the first video that I found wasn't even spiritual based. It was about like different signs that this person is the devil or something. And it was like kind of framed that way. But from there, it just snowballed into a lot of realizations about myself and the patterns in my life. Why am I here? What am I meant to do? What, you know, being single has really been a major part of it too is being on my own and what does that mean for me well, yeah. while I'm here on earth am I meant to be with a partner be you know all of these different things have made me question my spirituality and I think like you said it has 100% tied into me getting to know myself getting more in touch with myself if I were to ask which not to say you have to have an answer but just curious what would you say that you feel your purpose is now and not to say that you're not saying this is the one that's forever that you land on this or or if you don't have an answer that's fine too. I'm just curious now that two years has gone on, what do you where do you think you're at now? I I think part of my purpose is to find out who I am. <laughs> like I my job here is to find out who my authentic self is and I think that that is such the blaringly obvious theme in my life is that I have never known who I was. I have always felt misunderstood. I've always felt like an outsider. I've felt neglected. I've, you and I have spent a lot of our time as, you know, young adults, but myself very much so just constantly betraying myself and putting my needs 
to the side for other people and feeling like it's my responsibility to take care of other people and fix their problems and et cetera, et cetera. So I think right now my purpose is to find out who I am down to my very soul. And well, I think that's part of, I think that's the first step of your purpose mm-hmm. is finding out who you are. And then like, I don't think hearing you say that and knowing where you're at, I I think that you are overcome with that message to figure out who you are right now. You're not going to hear what your purpose is because that's a strong message that you're really on the path to do that right now to figure out who you are. I think your purpose then after that becomes clear because you mm-hmm. start to get to know yourself. Right. Yeah, I and, don't think that that's, it stops there. Right. And I think that that's like everyone should be on a path to – this is why we do this and why we think it's so important because it's not just about like – oh, like, I'm somebody who, like, has a bad temper and I'm somebody who's a Leo and I'm somebody who likes pasta. It's like, yeah, yeah, for sure, all those things are true. But there's another level of that of who I am and who you are. And honestly, I kind of wonder, part of me thinks, like, when you were talking about your therapist telling you to look into your purpose, I wonder, like, it's like a blessing and a curse to know or to not know because I can imagine if I didn't know what... I feel like my life has been so, not like my life is so difficult, but the struggles in my life, a lot of them have come from, I know exactly what my purpose is. I can't figure out how to fucking do it. Like that, that is almost, it's like an itch you can't scratch. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I know the problem. I know my hand is bleeding. I don't have any band-aids. So like, what do I do? So I know, like, I'm on this earth to help people and women specifically. I've said it on this podcast a million times. I'm going to keep saying it because part of me is, like, the more you say it it out loud. Yep. But I do think that even this podcast, not this episode, us doing this podcast in general is a sign of our progression because it's in alignment with who we are. We are people who would have never, ever, 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 ever looked weak or stupid to any vulnerable to anyone like we would have never done that um and I think like we said like that stripping away of the ego and getting in touch with yourself and getting more spiritual are all the same things like I think all right I'm gonna go out there a little bit but this is how I see it I mean I think the circle of life if you were looking at like literally you know a person a baby from when they're born the circle all the way through the years and all the way up to let's say 100 if they lived a great life I think you start out close to source. Mm-hmm. We'll call it source to make it easy. Like, I think you start out close to source. Like, as a child, you are innately empathetic, intuitive. You understand things. You question things. You have things. no biases. And there's also, like, you're still so close to the spirit realm. You, you're the, so close to the other side. You still have that. Like, a lot of people still remember their past lives as kids. Like, that's the special place um, – like how babies that are born in a tubs don't breathe because they, you know what I mean? They but the minute know. you take them out of the water, that's over and now they have to breathe. Like it's just, it's something that I think kind of. There's I'd, a reason. Yeah. Like, and I think that you, you come out really close to that and knowing that information and knowing who you are and what you like. And the more you go through life, it gets beaten out of you. And then if you are somebody who wants to be enlightened, woke, whatever you want to call it. You start working your way back to it somewhere in the middle ground, 30, 40, whatever. And then you get closer and closer and closer to that. So by the time you die, hopefully if you've lived a good life, you are back at the point of having forgiveness 
empathy, a softness. Like you'll see like, especially with men, I feel like you'll see them from age of 50 to 75. They become soft in a good way. Like the ego sheds. I think you go through that kind of cycle and you're getting close to go back to the other side. So you need to start getting having that empathy and compassion and all of that. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense. That's no, just how I see it. And it does. And it's hard because while we're in our earthly bodies, um, God, I'm about to go out there too. I I think that because there are so many different people and so many different points in their journey and their also just emotional intelligence, how it all ties in, that you have to deal with so many different um just conflicts experiences Mm -hmm. very hard learning lessons throughout life when it comes to other people everything your whole life your whole life is nothing but feeling like you are kind of on the defense or you're maybe I'm just speaking for myself (laughs) um but it does harden you basically It, it kind of it it does create this defense mechanism protection shield type of thing that while you're going through this life um you do have to keep yourself protected and it's hard to be vulnerable it is hard to you know we've also you know cultivated this society that is run by fast moving productivity no rest rest is for the week there's no to time distract to distract us from our purpose and you, you mm-hmm. notice that going back to your point of how the answers are always with inside of you is that so speaking for myself and I'm and I'm sure you as well but anybody who has taken the time to although it's uncomfortable it may be awkward it's weird to you to really just like literally sit in silence Mm -hmm. you don't even have to try to actively meditate because I know that some people get a little triggered by that where it's just like I'm not good at it I feel like I'm doing it wrong if you are just taking a yeah take a long walk I mean that's my specialty journal if you are just like writing out just unfiltered thoughts when you are you know every day I think maintenance is is good too but when you are in a very high crisis type of situation, um, feeling overwhelmed, anxious, everything. I do end up finding out things that I had no idea I thought as I'm writing and thinking things out. And I've even gotten to the point now I can, I can say that I, although I don't have a good handle on it, but there are times when I am feeling super overwhelmed and anxious, I know that sitting in silence will help me and it will help sort out and compartmentalize this well, jumble of feelings that's but, it like yeah but because... I I will now actively distract myself and I I know that I'm doing it is yeah. what I'm trying to say is that I, I do it on that, purpose like, everyone everyone I remember that being really hard I think I remember actually telling you the first time I remember I remember it like vividly it was probably like five years ago I drove to work and I got there and realized I never put music on or mm-hmm. anything or a podcast it was probably like a 35-ish minute drive and I have never ever by myself sat in I don't I'm it took me 25 years to sit by myself Mm -hmm. let alone sit in silence I'm not into it and now it's crazy because like it's been you know at least four or five years and I I actually have to catch myself and tell myself like don't just sit here and Mm -hmm. think like do get distracted do something else like put something else on take yourself out of this because I will sit in it and I'm somebody who really loves to use distractions and like we said the answers are within you so you might be like ruminating on something and really struggling with something so you're just distracting yourself and never giving yourself even a second to think about it and 
then you don't hear the answer. Like, mm-hmm. when in reality, if you would have maybe been quiet or talked it through, like, if you don't want to journal, I'm somebody who hates journaling. I've tried. I can't. It's, it's not for everybody. I've tried so many times. I love to write. I hate to journal. Yeah. And my thing is I talk it through. So, like, usually yeah. it's with you. And I'll call and I'm like, here's where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. Not in a good place. Not in a good headspace. And then I'll kind of talk it through. And as I talk it through, I'm like, well, you know, as I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is the answer is coming from me. And the same way when we talked to Casey on our episode of, like, when a guide is just kind of speaking through you, whether it's your own intuition, a guide, an ancestor, a spirit, God itself speaking through you, um, it's different, it sounds different, it feels different, and it can be fucking bizarre the first few times you experience it where you're like, I don't think that that was my thought. You know, like, I don't think that came from me. It felt like somebody was telling me what to do do yeah you don't have any conscious thought about like where that thought comes from no and honestly that's why I highly recommend if it's within you know your feasibility to get a therapist not you Katie I mean like no, obviously, I don't, I but, need, but so anybody, I do need therapists, anybody who, but... who's out there because those are the times like if I'm talking to my therapist or if I'm talking to you mm-hmm. or um, any other trusted source I start to have these epiphanies that prior to my talking it out I like you said just ruminating on it and mulling over it and I still always end up at the same thought but when you're talking it out to somebody and trying to explain where you're at it does just come right through you you Mm -hmm. don't even think about it you don't even think about how you got that thought it just makes sense all of a sudden and I think that there are so many different ways and I think you know once you start to like we said shed the ego and with that comes a lot of it there can be a lot of change with that, not just within you, but within your external circle as well mm-hmm. with your relationships. And we'll have to talk on this maybe on another episode about the importance of relationships and how that can even tie into this. But there are people that we have talked about before on many an episode about how we have had to remove ourselves from that relationship or just leave that relationship behind. And it served its purpose. And after that, you know, we have moved on because there was, I'd say a common theme in all of the relationships I left behind have been people who are content remaining stagnant and, Mm -hmm. and stubborn and refuse to look at themselves and refuse to get to know themselves on a deeper level in a way that not only that they can get to know themselves better, but how can we create this like really amazing trust and connection between us? Because like, relationships that are like that are uh, irreplaceable like so good for the soul and I think that we have had nothing but a string of people who were not interested in doing that and that's fine you can you can spend your time doing that but well it also it can feel um you know we listened to a podcast uh almost 30 the other day they did an episode about this about like being lonely on your spiritual journey and I think that that's a very good point to make and it can feel lonely and isolating when you're on a, on a path of growth and you have to cut out the people in your life that are not on that path with you and they're not helping you grow and it's beyond the you know we, we talked about last week specifically a toxic friendship that we got out of it's beyond just like even people who aren't toxic it doesn't mean they're a bad person sometimes people aren't on the same journey as you and they're not supporting you in your journey and they're not helping you evolve and grow 
And when you cut those people out, it can feel so clear, like, "Mm, I need to cut this person out. It's not for me. But then sometimes there's a residual guilt that comes Mm. in of, like, was I too quick? Well, we talked about that in our other right. in and our like, guilt episode. Did I do that? And, you know, I think that it's it's normal. So if you're feeling that way um, and you're not just cutting people off because they did something that pissed you off, but because you feel that you're trying to grow and they aren't, um, it's to be expected that you might feel guilty or feel unsure of yourself if that was the right decision. And I've been doing that my whole life because I've been really listening to my intuition. Mm-hmm. I have left so many friendships, so many, (laughs) and there's times where you know some of those people, I still to this day wonder feel a sense of guilt or um, like, was was I not soft enough yet? Was I not evolved enough? Could I have helped or figured this out with them? But no, because at the end of the day, I'm where I am now because I ended that. And I don't know where I would be if I stayed with them in that in that friendship, in that relationship, whatever. So I think that it's just important to know that like we've talked about it. We talked about it with Casey, but like being on your journey doesn't always mean everything looks easy and everything goes right and you feel confident the whole time. Getting in touch with your spirituality and starting to find your own rules and follow them can be so confusing and that doesn't mean you're wrong and you should quit. No, it should it's it's trial and error because there are some things that you may think feel right and are the right decision and then later on you find out that maybe it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think that it's really important to note that yes, when you are feeling that residual guilt and shame almost and you you feel bad about having to leave people behind, but there I think that there's value and always looking at the bigger picture for your life you know within that cutting of ties with people who are stagnant and not helping you grow and they're not growing themselves it's not always just about what they can do for you but really also for themselves as well but if you notice that they have no interest in even trying to do that for themselves then there are ways you know there are more fundamental ways and that's kind of where like my psychology interest comes in as far as learning more about codependency, people pleasing, um, setting boundaries, all of that. And those are good indicators, I think, those types of um, concepts about codependency and what have you. They are good um, just ways to measure if this person is going to respect your boundaries or not or if they are going to be empathetic or if they kind of practice what they preach. And then if you notice a pattern, you can kind of question yourself as to, is this really, is this part of my journey? Like, ultimately, no, but sometimes it can be hard to get out of those situations. For me, it can take up to seven years. Other times it can take three months, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it it does come with time, and I think that I can attribute the shorter amount of time that it takes me to how long or how much I now know about myself. The more I know about myself, the shorter amount of time it takes for me to recognize a situation that is really harmful to me, basically. Yeah. So just to give that kind of a perspective of of where they come into play. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I can definitely say that that's true. Yeah, and I think that, you know, throughout this journey, we've – it's like we said, we've cut people out 
in terms of spirituality and becoming more spiritual, we've also brought people along on the ride with us and that's the thing you can do. Like, it doesn't mean that, like, oh, you're not on the same level as me, then bye, I'm out. Like we said, like, I was really into this stuff for my entire life. You didn't, you did not always see it the way that I did or felt the same way and I, it never crossed my mind, you know? Like, I was always trying to give you more information and be like, but isn't this cool? Like, do you want to come? Whatever. But it didn't feel like, well, Christy's the lost cause. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, f- I'm fucking out of here. Um, you know, and my husband was the same way. He was very close-minded when we started dating. And now, 11 years later, he is level one in Reiki. Did you know that? And, um, oh. <laughs> okay. yeah, and he has, like, intuitive dreams. So Right. Oh, well, I did. Yeah, I know that he was definitely um... – they his, were coming to fruition, mm-hmm. his, his intuitive dream. So it does... It just shows you can actually literally yes. start to grow this and get in touch with what... Because my husband is somebody who was raised super religious and had a very negative connotation with it and didn't want to be related to it or associated with it. And now it's taken over 10 years, but he's created... And he and I don't agree on everything or see everything the same way. If we were... And that's the beauty of it. We don't have to go to the same church every Sunday and pretend to buy into the same thing because he and I agree on some and don't on other things. And that's the beauty of it. Everyone makes their own right. their own rules. And that is the um, that is the the helpful functional fu- functionality, I guess you could say, of networking when it comes to this type of thing. Because I've, like I've said, I have, I have. Uh, pulled from so many different kinds of resources in mm-hmm. order for me to shape my spirituality to this day. And it hasn't always, like I said, been, you know, cosmic or just psychological. It's been so many different things and like different modalities like that you've introduced me to, whether it was like tarot cards or um, even something down to like using like a pendulum for like a yes or no question, you know, things mm-hmm. like that where, you know, when we are talking about horoscopes and zodiac signs and birth charts and things like that. It's, I personally don't take every single piece of information, you know, to heart. Like I kind of take what I think is useful to me and that's what I've just done over the years of knowing you and, you know, my own work um, and leaving what I don't really need or what doesn't really apply to me or what I hasn't really um, proven to me that it's really like meant for me because – the only reason why a lot of my resources and beliefs have grown is because I've seen the effect of it. Like I've seen like the product of it. So um, that's that's really just a general recommendation for everybody is to kind of, like you said in the beginning, take what you need and kind of leave what you don't. Yeah, and I think that like that's, yeah, looking at and looking at it as an open point of view of knowing like you can take what you want and you can form up your own belief and something that I wanted to mention earlier but this is kind of prevalent is that even for a time like I I've adopted a lot of Buddhist principles I I they make sense to me of all the religions Buddhism makes the most sense to me personally um and there's a quote that I've had literally like on this little card I don't know what it is actually like Like, a little frame yeah I don't know what it is but I have it in a frame so I don't even know what the card is supposed to be but it's a Buddha quote and it says I'll probably get it wrong because I always I think I'm dyslexic I really do (laughs) um but he says like you know don't believe anything don't believe what anyone says not even if I have told you um unless it agrees with your own reason and your own intuition Mm -hmm. and I think that every religion should have that message like 
Don't believe anything in here unless it aligns with what you truly believe. And that's the point of all of this is that like, and if you do really believe in an organized religion, that is great. As long as it aligns with your soul and just know that if it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're not a spiritual person or that you're an atheist or that you have, which maybe you are. Again, fine. But like leaving that up to interpretation and then just knowing that for us anyway, spirituality isn't like, we're going to be good now to get rewarded later. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I fucking hate it's that more, system. It's, it's, well, that's the thing is, like, the good and the bad, I think, right. that is, is really... Yeah, I, I can't stand it's that. harmful and counterproductive. And, like, right now, we're, instead of working on spending this lifetime to get to another one, we're working on actually making ourselves the best we can be in this lifetime so that hopefully on my next go-around in my next life, I don't have to learn these fucking lessons again. Well, and honestly, I think that... Um, it we've talked about this and so it it applies to so many of our stories that we talk about on here and that we've experienced is that it's I think when we put the connotation of good or, ba- or bad on things it creates a lot of drama um just to keep it very simple I think that striving for fulfillment and authenticity there's no denying that like it authenticity is exactly what it says like it's just raw and I think that instead of spending time trying to mold yourself into what other people think are good or acceptable because that's you're gonna lose it you're gonna lose if you start losing Mm -hmm. yourself then you're gonna get lost and you won't be able to and why put your self-worth in someone else's hands to decide whether to define whether you're good or not. Yeah, I think feeling fulfilled and just feeling confident in who you are at your core to your soul, your bare soul, I think is much more, um, it's just enlightening. It just, it just, I think it just feels better. And maybe that's just me. It's, it's hard for me to kind of put myself even outside of that, of that mindset. But it's, I would just much rather feel like I'm spending my time, quality time, yeah. yeah, I mean, I hope that this was informational and that, like, you at least, if nothing else, have a better understanding of who we are and where we're coming from. Uh, this is just, these are our stories. Well, um, do you have any tips or do you have, like, maybe just to leave, we'll each share a tip of what we may recommend to somebody who's even on the beginning of a spiritual journey or maybe what has helped you and could help somebody else start. I think that a... The number one thing that could start you into on a spiritual path would be to write down your dreams. Mm. I think that would be the number one thing because number one, everyone has them. If you're somebody who says, I don't have dreams, you're actually not getting into a REM sleep and like you should work on your sleep and then we'll get to this. Everyone dreams you have to or your brain would be broken. So um, even if you have to set an alarm in the middle of the night, which I know is extreme, but to get up and then just write down exactly what you wrote if you're someone who can go back to sleep. If not, just write it as much as you can when you remember. Um, and then start interpreting those dreams and start just thinking on them. Like, I wonder what that means. And to keep in mind that dreams are symbolism. So if you dreamt that you were getting your hair cut, that doesn't mean you're going to get your hair cut. It means maybe you're cutting ties with something that is no longer good for you or that was weighing you down or whatever getting your hair cut means to you, whether you're happy about it or sad about it. Think about that, interpret your dreams, and then start connecting to your subconscious because that part of your brain that you connect to when you're in 
meditation, trance, prayer, it's all the same thing. And it's that part of your brain, the subconscious, where you go when you dream. So those messages, it's the same place. So if you can start connecting to it that way, because I think for a lot of people during waking time, like you said, like meditation, quieting the logical brain Mm -hmm. can be very hard when you are not familiar with what the other side looks like at all. So it's a good place to start, I think, and start even just wondering and thinking about it, taking a moment to wonder about yourself and start going down the path of who am I? What did that mean? What is, and then like, I wonder if that's because of my past trauma. Like, holy shit, I forgot that even happened. Like, just go down that rabbit hole. Go down that rabbit hole. You can even start, um, if you want to start big and kind of narrow down, something I like to do is sometimes just have a few minutes to myself and think about like why I'm here. What am I, what am I meant to accomplish while I'm here? And it could be multiple reasons or one singular reason, but I think, um, Another little piece of advice I would say is maybe take a look or think about something that you keep coming to a head with in your life that is an obstacle and you keep just running into the same obstacle, whether it's like relationships or, well, we'll just go with relationships because I think that that resonates with a lot of people, getting into bad relationships. If it's something like that that is a pattern in your life that continues to cause you stress and anxiety and trauma, I recommend, even though it may be tedious, to journal it out and just have a free flow of thought about about what you're experiencing and, and what your experiences have been like and why you think it's constantly been an obstacle. And then, you know, once you kind of think about that, maybe every once in a while, maybe start integrating a couple times throughout your week, day, year of why am I here? What am I just question, just ponder. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it's always it's always good to remain curious. I think curious remaining curious is a very good way to always be open and also be humble with yourself. Don't think that you know everything cuz listen, coming from two know-it-alls every day we're like, wow, we were so stupid <laughs> like we yeah. really had no idea and we really thought that we did and hence why I got into a string of bad relationships because I thought I knew what I was doing um so you know just a couple starting points but I'm sure that throughout the rest of our episodes um you know we'll kind of see how this ties into getting to know ourselves it's still we like you said we are still in the beginning stages I'm in the very very beginning where I'm like it's it's my season to shed my skin as a snake you've mm-hmm. already shed and now you're like okay well snakes don't turn into anything maybe like a caterpillar because <laughs> they turn into butterflies i'm not a bug um i'm not a bug of any kind but um a flower nope okay um, <laughs> we're losing our ears nope. so so i'm shedding and katie is um evolving she's ready yeah um yeah i think that this is no matter what to take a moment to get to know yourself aka get spiritual because I do think it's the same thing I think it lives with inside you and I think that doing any of those things is going to be a way for the answers that are within you to come out whether that's journaling or um talking or going through your dreams or talking all of those things are the answers that are already in your brain that are trying to get through to you um so you might be surprised um also just just sorry just one more quick thing maybe just do like a a quick Google on like what is the mind and really go down that rabbit hole because 
I think that there's for I don't know how much the actual percentages of our brain that we actually use but like maybe there's a reason why we're only meant to use a certain part because we just wouldn't be able to handle how much our mind is capable of I think that my belief is that at one point throughout not at one point through multiple points in time humans have evolved to use a lot more of our brain and oh we have yeah for sure and then regressed over and over and over and over um because if you you know what that's for an ancient alien thing i'll get into that <laughs> i know another we're, day because we're I'm a, really like an ancient aliens expert i'll get into that another day um but before we go let's wrap it up we've been Quick. going on i know our diamonds yes so diamonds. you go first all right so this is a little awkward because i spent like an entire diatribe like sp- like explaining why this was my diamond last week when we recorded and it just got lost um oh, last week you mean two days ago yep Yep, yep, yep. Two weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so my diamond is for any fellow secret, not so secret WWE fans oh, out there. God, I forgot this was. <laughs> God damn it. So I watched a documentary on Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Katie, unbeknownst to her, um, had no idea that Stone Cold is actually one of my idols, and I mean that lovingly and wholeheartedly. And and if I, you're sitting there like, wait, what? That's exactly yeah. how I feel. And, and just honestly, know that. That just yeah. might be how you feel. I'm not going to elaborate. There's not like something you don't know that I – like I don't know either. And Unless you also know Stone Cold and then you would understand. Right, and maybe then you would. But it's not for me to explain and go off on now. Um, but yeah, I watched a documentary on him last weekend that was perfection. And it was – it was that constant high that I'm chasing to find something really good to watch that just like really captures my attention for so long and I'm like and I love every bit of it. You just don't you don't get that every day, you know? Well, like, that's kind of why I thought your other diamond, I thought your diamond was going to be something that sounds just like that to be honest. That's really captivated you like taking your nation by storm and it was that. It was and that. Summerhouse. Well, right. I was like riding on a high of like, it's not like so. But the summer house high that I just started because for any other Bravo fans out there, I just started it um like a week ago. (laughs) I'm like literally almost done. But that is that's a high. It's a familiar high. I can get that with Mm. Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's yes, it's great. I love it. Don't even get me started on the character on the on the characters. Well, people the people characters. I know, but either way. Um, but no, the Stone Cold documentary was. It, it really gave me the fix that I needed, and I'm disappointed. I wish that I could go back and, and watch it with new eyes. Like, that's how many times I want to watch it. Like, as a new – like, you know, I can't mm-hmm. – So What is it called, and where did you watch it? So if anyone It was on A&E. Like you, oh, God. Oh it was God, on A&E. Cute. Um okay. Katie's really judgmental, you know. <laughs> she acts like she's so spiritual and empathetic, and she's literally – you might as well say the History Channel. That's the only thing worse. If you Can really... you watch Ancient Aliens? And that's on the History Channel. I watch it on, on Hulu. So I'm but it's, not like it's part broadcasted of that. on the History I Channel. I do watch Golden Girls on Hallmark and that shit gets dark. It's if, on the History like... Channel. Okay. Um, anywho. The, oh, the documentary? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Stone Cold? Oh, okay. like, I don't... It's called Get Cold. It's... Um, <laughs> How dare you? How dare it's you? It's called Cold Stone. Oh my God. Steve Katie? Steve. Somebody get her. Come get her. Let's see what your um, diamond is, Katie. <laughs> my diamond is that I'm done school for six weeks. Um, so mine's like a little bit more just like, yeah. For like of grown-ups. Course, of course you're happy just about for that. for like grown-ups. Um, I, I don't have to start school again until the middle of July. So School's I have summer. like a solid six weeks 
to chill and that's really exciting um I'm ready for you know I'm ready for a break it's been a little while like even though I only took one class this semester so it really wasn't a lot it was just whilst the move and everything like it was a lot at once um (laughs) that's still a trigger word it really is so the move the move um so yeah I'm just relieved that like now all I have is the podcast and work and and that's it. And like I'm in your goddamn like a life, fucking dream. Soon so. we will both be fully vaccinated and hopefully uh, um, maybe able to step out into the world just a little bit. Yeah. Um. So we have that to look forward to. Um. Anywho, yeah. So I hope that right. this was inspirational for anybody out there who is, um, you know, also interested in getting in touch with their spiritual side. And shoot us a DM, and Katie will tell tell you all where to find it. Yeah, if you want to kind of give us your idea of like what you think spirituality is, have a conversation about it, whatever, um, we're always available. So please DM us. Um, <laughs> Not to sound well, desperate, but we're we're available. Well, we're, no, we are. Are. Honestly, no, like, there's pretty much no time that you wouldn't send a DM or something that I will probably respond. Um, so DM us at We Don't Know Her Pod. You can follow us, like our stuff, all the things. Um, you could also send us an email at We Don't Know Her Pod at gmail.com. We would really appreciate if you guys would rate us five stars only. Leave a review. Leave a review. I would love, like, I love, I love criticism. Yeah, and I, yeah, you know, and if, (laughs) like, honestly, if it takes you bitches, you know, a fucking giveaway to get you guys to to do a review, then, like, I'm going to start doing giveaways because, like, I don't know what it takes, but somebody Listen, we'll say give something. we'll you our old board games. We'll find, like, an old Nintendo system or something to give away for you. We've we've done it before. We've tried to barter old goods, <laughs> bribe people with, they like, said our old no. trash. With our trash. We were like, we have trash. <laughs> Do you want Like, we have, okay, between the two of us, we have a TV, <laughs> a Game Boy, a bag of Doritos, half eaten, and um, our two cans of soda. So, do you want that? Yeah. Um... um So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we will see y'all on the next one. Um, I hope you float off into a magical realm and contact your spirit guides. Okay. All right. Yeah. See you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye.